This episode of Ain't That Swell is brought to you by Dr. V, an innovative new functional energy drink bridging the energy category with sports and healthy beverages. Mm. Scientifically formulated by doctors and naturopaths and various shamans of different persuasions, Dr. V delivers 100% natural metabolic energy without the damaging side effects of traditional energy drinks like hair loss, elephantitis, and uh, dengue fever, I believe, is another potential Mm. side effect of uh, Monster and whatnot. Allegedly. (laughs) With a functional and immunity-building blend to energize every moment, it's fast becoming the convenient go-to energy boost for athletes and adventurers, students, gamers, Mm. busy professionals, and food-forward well-beings seeking a truly healthy alternative. Tradies? Tradies in there, Smithy? God, they're the biggest consumers of uh, energy drinks on the planet. Mm. Like when they, when you were, you know, uh, on the tools, on the shovel, were you getting up, hitting the 7-Eleven, getting a Mrs. Max Pie and a, you know, one of the other uh, energy drinks and just kicking your day off with oh, fucking mate. as much toxins in your system as you could possibly manage? At Smoko, they were hooking me up to a Monster Energy Drink IV. I was <laughs> shuffling around like a, some dying patient oh. on kidney dialysis. Those days are over, mate. Mm, Dr. V is here. Uh, Dr. V is proudly made in Australia and is a proud supporter of Ain't That Swell. And that, keep an eye out for their flavours, Bender Mender, Karma Karma, Brainstorm, and Siberian Rush. Sounds like you came up with those names. Were you in the marketing meeting? Ah, cannot confirm or deny, (laughs) Vaughn. Dr. V, this summer, fresh energy. More energy up and down and up and down. More energy. Down, up, down, up, down. More energy up and down. Down, up, down, up, down, up. Come on, more energy. Come back. Down, up, down, up. More energy. Today's episode is also brought to you by Axod Surfboards. That's Alex Cruz Surfboard Designs, the official shaper for the Swellians, boasting a ton of hi-fi boards and some fun boards, all honed in the world-class high-performance breeding ground of the Gold Coast. He's got some of the hottest young talents on his label, including the burly core lord, cone pig, Toby Mossip, and uh, young Hinata Aizawa. So uh, plenty of talent. Mitch Cruz, obviously, the former world tour surfer, is his brother and keen, long-time test pilot. He's got a ton of good boards. Uh, get on there, get yourself a board at axodsurfboards.com, the official shaper of the Swellians. Hamad. Hey, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, and I ask you're going to find me, because I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far off their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the quarterback. Drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, surf looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell. 
with Jen and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! Get a haircut. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell Talk Back. Where a bunch of filthy core lord degenerates consult your esteemed impervious surf journalists for their timeless godlike wisdom. Isn't that right, Bob? <laughs> it's absolutely bang on, Smithy. We have handed over the reins to the Swillian army. Uh, this is what we try and do a few times a year, isn't it? Hand it over and uh, just let the show take its course as the Swillians see it. Which way will we go? What direction will we head? What peaks and valleys will we have to navigate? To bring the wisdom, Smith. That's right. The lunatics are running the asylum. How will it pan out with excrement smeared all over the walls? Or some brand new paradigm for living? Time will tell, Vaughn. Let's get into it. Alrighty. Let's straight off the bat. And first of all, the big thanks to all Swellians for uh, listening throughout 2021. Oh, no, it's been a fucking cunt of a year, Smith. A cunt of a year. Oh, mate, it's been a cunt of a year. Fucking But uh, just getting to sit down with you, mate, and, and share a bit of surf froth. Geez, it's, uh, it's made a big difference mm-hmm. in my year. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, nah, my pleasure. Thank you, Vaughn. Thanks to all the Swellians and Swelliettes uh, that I've met along the road. Along the way, there's been plenty of them giving us pats on the back, putting a rocket, fair up our corn. Mm. Well played for a lot of you. And there's just nothing better. Like, there is nothing better than meeting the Swellians. If you see us around, give us a shout out. We'll fucking love to say good day and uh, have a hang. Have a hot one. That's Have a right. turkey bump, whatever the fucking, whatever you feel like sharing. You're listening to ATS Top Back. First cab off the rank, Smivy is, uh, well, might as well be our number one swillion, the sauce bottle. Just Jeez. saw him this morning. Uh, in How's Bal- he going? Yeah, he's going well. Yeah. He's, uh, I mean, he's looking a little, a little pasty, a little pale skin. I think he's been spending a bit too long in the man cave just, uh, Watching 90 surf films on repeat. Jeez, oh, he's committed to uh, surf core era, mm. 90s, a little bit of late 80s, lots of millennial stuff. Uh, yeah, he's an absolute wonder. He, I, I'm dying to get into his garage. Mm. Just can't wait to see what treasures he's got hidden in there. Shane Herring's teeth, not, the original ones. Really? The original? I think so. Surely yeah. not. Snuck into the dentist, dental surgery the day they all wow. got ripped out. I mean, I thought he lost them when he was about 14. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. the sauce bottle was there. Saucy wants to know, Smith, is the ultimate form of narcissism the goat releasing <laughs> NFTs of himself surfing? And if so, which one would you buy? I would have to say. So NFTs, th- this is the uh, you know the what is it? It's like a uh, disposable art. It's like you get uh, you get an image. It's a one of a kind, a one off, and you can download it to your phone uh, or any kind of device, which you can then screen on. Uh, you know, you can show someone on your phone, you can project it onto a wall, onto the side of a building, but essentially you own uh, an iconic image or an iconic artwork or an iconic moment in time, and you and you alone own it. Not you and you alone, they'll probably. Like any artwork or image, there'll be like a thousand made, and I guess it all hinges on the the ability of these eggheads to uh, <laughs> prove digital scarcity, which supposedly they can do through blockchain. It sounds like a load of gibberish. absolute garbage to me, mate. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, the goat putting out his own NFT, like one of himself, is it the ultimate act of narcissism? Is it the uh, surfing equivalent of mm. staring into a pond and mm. masturbating over your own reflection and <laughs> until it just sprays all over your face and then you 
continue licking it up, you <laughs> fucking weirdo. Crikey. Yes, yes, it is. That's exactly what it is, uh, sauce bottle. Uh, but, you know, uh, what one would I choose mm. to go? Ooh, what oh, iconic photo. Ooh. What about, uh, well, what about Kelly in that episode of Baywatch fighting the octopus? Would, yeah, that, would that constitute an NF, NFT that you'd want to buy? Or oh, what about the uh, the John John Florence heat Chopu Highline moment? The Highline moment would be amazing. I was, it's kind of what sprung to mind. Um, Kellycopter at Get Bells against Mick. Yeah, I mean, my favourite waves of Slater is that Highline for sure on the quad. Uh, you know, it was, it was kind of the precursor to the Nathan mm. Florence's like vert skate bowl rolled, roll, uh, ride around the foam ball. But the only other wave that really springs to mind, I think it was a, it was a either a Vulcan Pipe Pro Final or a Pipe Masters. Final. Oh yeah, and yeah. it was just like it was essentially the wave that broke Bead's pelvis, like this inside fucked up double up mm. thing that only bodyboarders tend to go, except for Degoat <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got blown out with a fucking absolute cannon of spit for a high nine, and it was just one of the heaviest kind of most unlikely. Pipe waves uh, I've seen ridden in events, so mm. that's up there. Um, uh, I think for me, maybe the backhand air in uh, Momentum, the original Momentum cover. You know, it's kind of inverted. He's upside down. He pulls it back around somehow. He's he's at peace later. You know, he's he's got the you know the head full of hair, the young Elvis sort of mood and good looks about him, mm. and he's just the the guy, that guy. Everyone mm. wants to be you know uh, in that Slater orbit around that time. I, I, which actually calls to mind an- another question, Smivy. What is your take on peak Slater? When do you think it was? Do you reckon it was uh, when Black and White came out, uh, the momentum gen in that little zone? Do you reckon it was uh, Surfers of Fortune when he was spending you know, 30 days on a boat traveling through the Mints with Ross Clark Jones and Matt Hoy just stuck in what would probably have been his in- worst nightmare? Bunch of absolute hedonist fucked up lunatics <laughs> stuck in Indo for the clean skin that was the goat in prime. Can you imagine being oh. a teetotaler on that boat? Oh, hectic. Come on, goat, have a beer, have uh. a beer. Come on, what's wrong with you, mate? <laughs> Too good for beer? Hey, oh, hey. Mate. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Oh, hectic. And oh. then, uh, or what about like sort of 96 to 98 world title go? What, go those years in the, the back three of his first six where he, his true nature started to come out, you know, it, it, the Hollywood looks were starting to sort of recede, I guess is the word you could say. Mm-mm. And then things like, you know, pulling these weird little dog acts on his mates, like uh, stealing a Morris Cole from Rob Machado, built wow. for Rob Machado in France, putting his own deck grip on it, uh, paddling inside Shane Beshin at the US Open in Huntington, you know, that real doggy animal competitive uh, win at all costs Slater is, is the emergence of that part of his personality peak Slater? Mm, peak do you head think? fuckery. Uh, yeah, the, uh... Or, or just, I'm just going to keep rolling through mm, these so mm, that you can uh, take your pick because I know that please. you'll have a, a, a take on this. Mm-hmm. But uh, Quicksilver Crossing, that's uh, where he sort of disappeared from the tour for three years, mm. uh, went bald in public. Howled at the moon while his sorry. hair molted. That's right, sorry. Yeah, howled at the moon, uh, went bald in private. Mm, no although, uh, I think they were. The Pammy years, or could be, ah. or, or Pammy Mac too. There was a you reckon of... that's what? Uh, you reckon that's what sent him bald? The Pammy years potentially. Uh, I didn't know that that was a complication of hepatitis uh, via Tommy Lee, aveg- uh, allegedly. I, I don't know. I, I'm well, just, I don't know I'm just about speculating. That either, but speculation. I think there would be a lot of stress going out with with you know 
arguably two of the most famously renowned hottest chicks in the in the world oh. in their prime. I thought you were going to say two of the most renowned uh, famous jugs in all time, <laughs> but both of them belonging to Pammy. Well, uh, so there was that little era where mm. he was sort of like uh, absent, but still winning Pipe Masters, still turning up at Chopes and Fiji and winning those events. Um, but then there was the Slater Irons years mm. uh, where really the GOAT was challenged. <laughs> Properly challenged for the first time in his in his life in his career, it, it lifted him to a place that we hadn't seen before. Who the fuck is Bruce Bra? That's the, the all, who that, the, all of that. The who the fuck is Bruce Bra? All of that, uh, and, and also era, just basically. you know fully uh, you know seeing a vulnerability to the goat that we'd <laughs> never seen before. You know, a, a basically a nemesis who who was crushing him and did crush him famously. Mm. He came back. He, he got another handful of world titles. Uh, famously taking out that tenth one. Uh, just in the same event that saw the passing of Andy. And then there's sort of like the past 10 years, mate, where he's just been, how would you describe it, Smithy? Where he's been so goatish. He's been outrageously and uniquely goatish. There's been nothing like him. Like the... uh, the emergence of social media and his sort of forays into that and his his communication with the fans and he's just, you know, basically his... He's become almost it's all dedication seen. to it. Yeah, some yeah. kind of oracle, some kind of uh, exactly. holy man, yeah, spiritually sort of just into the wormhole of mm. uh, this this other realm, uh, culminating, of course, in the famous uh, soiled parchment uh, mm. endeavors down there in Costa Rica. Yeah, that's right. And, and I mean, so day by which day, which one out of all of that, Smith? Day which by, one? Day by day, he's increasingly coming to resemble the Dalai Lama, and I think it's only. <laughs> He's only a couple of shades of tan away. <laughs> I think it's only oh. a matter of time until he dons some red toga oh, and moves to Durham Shala and <laughs> sits in the lotus position and just gets oh. barreled in the metaverse. Mate, surely out of known is one range away from releasing orange robes. Come on. <laughs> Come on, okay. Get him out there. <laughs> Oh, and you know what will happen? Like, you and I will be fucking doing that old Apple store, you know, the new iPhone, the new Nikes. We'll be camping outside the outer known department stores <laughs> in our little fucking Himalayan clifftop tents. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the fucking orange rose with the yellow scarves. Oh, it's going to be amazing. What's his next offering? What's the goats? What's his holiness's next offering? And I mean, maybe that is the... The ultimate uh, kind of end phase of his career where he begins to repent for the years of head fuckery, the decades of head fuckery, mm. and uh, begins to usher people into a, a new age of, of head anti-fuckery, uh, head, uh, head calm. Uh, yeah, you know, could, I mean, could it could it be that uh, you know he will? Uh, there's a question actually coming up from a, another Swellian, which we'll get to, but could it be that he'll just end up? Retreating from life, moving out to Albie Falzon's farm, mm. sitting under one of the OG, OG trees. What, what, the Bodhisattva tree, that's yeah. That's right, yeah. And, and, and gaining just, enlightenment. And the two of them will just disintegrate. I don't know if at this point of his career, he'd really want to steer too hard into gaining enlightenment with, because uh, I reckon he's got a fair fucking karma dead on him, uh, just from the years of head fuckery. Mm. Uh, but that said, I think he's, very much in the process of clearing his karma debt. And I feel like uh, stepping into the world of 
uh, plant medicines, uh, you know, hiding out in a goat lair, um, you know, soiling mm-hmm. his pants in a crowded room of licking, people. Licking his little salt cube. Yeah, I think it's all a step in the right direction. It's all a step towards clearing his karma <laughs> debt. Um, I look at, you know, his range from out and own, like you said, uh, there's all manner of environmentally friendly things. I think he's really assumed this kind of uh, global mentoring role as he's gotten into the twilight of his career. I mean, when I think of global mentors, um, he's basically at a fork in the road in his career, mm. whether he either follows the path of his holiness, uh, the Dalai Lama, or becomes some uh, vaccination kingpin like Bill Gates. But it's a very clear fork in the road for Mind Vaughan. Mm. And I think, uh, you know, it's really too early to tell which, which fork he's going to choose. Which yeah, path he's I, I choose. agree. I think the effort uh, and the really conscious effort for a guy who has been on that cutting edge of, of just win at all costs, you know, uh, I guess after 10 or 11 world titles, you just realize that that hasn't, what has that contributed to your overall sense of happiness and your general sort of sense of self? Oh, you mate, know what I mean? Like it's, it's just more It's fucking... an amazing achievement. We all get to enjoy it. But, but he, he consciously is looking for the right ways to engage uh, not only with people but with his own relationship with life and, and what's going on. And I reckon that's absolutely commendable, mate. Yeah. Commendable. I mean, after 10 or 11 titles, it was just more fucking clutter. <laughs> Couldn't find room for him. Pool room was full. The fucking, you know, you had to build a second granny flat. Uh, and even that began to fill up. And mm. I think it all just became tiresome. But it's still there. That's that's what I love about these characters, mate. No matter how much work they do, you know, Kelly is going to paddle out, like we said, uh, you know, against your John Johns and your Gabes and those guys who he just desperately, desperately feels like he, he has to beat. Mm. For some, something inside him will never let go of that. But only in waves of truth, it appears. He only has yes, any interest indeed. in uh, knocking these guys over in waves of truth. They can have the, the lies. They can have the, the, false, the falsity of winning uh, mm. aerials with... Uh, contemporary fucking chop hops and various other gibberish uh, that is, you know, just beneath a holy specter like himself. Uh, I think it's all just about waves of truth at this point. The GOAT chooses where he wants to win and lose. That's right. And uh, he chooses to win in in waves of truth, whether it be Jack Robinson, uh, the Pipe Masters, whether it be Medina, uh, sorry, John John at uh, Chopes. He chooses where he wants to win. In terms of his, my favourite era of his career mm. it's interesting like all through the kind of uh the, the post ai period when he returned to winning world titles and actually in the period before ai when he won whatever it was five or six straight i lost interest in much the same way that uh you know i lost interest in f1 driving when michael schumacher was just racking up fucking 11 mm. straight or whatever it just mm. kind of it just you know, sometimes things just begin to bore you, and unless it's an Australian winning that shit, I don't want to fucking know about it. I just, <laughs> I just block it out. Mm. Unless it's the you know great Australian cricket team of the the, the noughties uh, with you know Pigeon and uh, and Warney mm. and the the War Brothers, uh, uh, or Healy, Gilchrist, all that. But kind even, of shit. even I don't want to know about it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. in terms of my favourite era. It's a bit hard to what, – what are we talking about here? Like in terms of surfing performance oh, – I'm not saying your favourite. I'm saying Peak Slater. Like what, what sim- <clears throat> symbolises Peak Slater to you? Is it – Peak Slater. Yeah. Well, I, I feel say, like now is as peak as it gets because it's all of those ingredients rolled into this one cosmic but fucking eccentric and puzzling human being that we're all still completely absorbed by. Yeah, clearing your karma debt is a 
fucking absolute uh, <laughs> punishing experience, and I'm well in the the midst of it now. Um, and it is extremely humbling, and it's uh, you know brings you right back down to the level of common people. When you know for decades you've been believing yourself to be superior, that all these other sheeple have just been <laughs> cluttering up the lineups, cluttering up the women, cluttering up the planet mm. it's like some kind of plague. And then all of a sudden you realise, fuck. I am these people. Mm. I'm no better, and I think he's well in that. Uh, I think he's well in that kind of phase of his life, and I think the Torquay Bowling Club experience mm. was a, a real kind of. If it wasn't the beginning of uh, his journey to clear the karma debt, it was very much one of the. Uh, you know, it was a it was a stone along that pathway mm. uh, that he trod onto, and I think he, he came into it with a lot of uh, a lot of arrogance uh, or, you know, that's a superiority complex that just really didn't gel with the Australian public. And, uh, you know, he felt the temperature drop in the room. Mm. And uh, by the end of the night, he, you know, he was one of us and, uh, you know, people stopped even paying attention to him. He was just another fucking head in the room <laughs> uh, while people drunk beer and talked that, that was. Uh, I think in, in the years that we've been doing this podcast, Ain't That Swell Live, Torquay, the, the Slater-Ockey experience is just – gonna live with me forever because you, you're so right mate like it was a backstage great level, before he it? came yeah backstage i said oh have you ever copped this show like do you know much about it and he was like oh not really and i just had to laugh because i knew what was coming mm. i knew the room would demand authenticity mm. and he he to his credit mate that guy fuck he is perceptive hey eh? like as soon as he got wind that only the truth would would do mm. that the fucking down came the rugs down came the curtains Mm. And uh, he just laid it all out. And, oh. and by the end of it, I really felt like he was grateful for the experience just as much as everyone who was there. So mm. fucking magic, Smithy. Magic, oh, mate. Great night. Um, I remember at one point looking out into the crowd and I just saw that there was all these little – everyone was holding these little handheld sickles. And I was like, oh, yeah, fully. And I, I pulled mine out and I waved it at the goat for a bit just to remind him that this is the land where we cut tall poppies down. <laughs> And he, uh, he cottoned on. But in terms of peak peak phase, mm. basically I think it comes down to this question, you know, when was he surfing better? Was he surfing better in 92 in the star trunk boardies mm. in, the, in the black and white? Or was he surfing better, you know, as a 40-year-old doing 540-era versus in Portugal, uh, pulling unthinkable high lines around Chope's fucking foam balls on mm. Chope's eight-foot west bowls? Like, there's no question that he's surfing better in his all through his 40s than he was in his 20s, mm. which is one of the most bizarre things to wrap your head around in all of the history of sport. I can only really think of perhaps heavyweight boxing. I mm. think is another sport where guys tend to mature late and uh, can have career success in their late 30s and 40s in, this, mm. in the way Slater has. And let's let's not even peg it to career success. Let's just talk about performance. Mm. I mean, surfing's different to boxing in the sense that you're only really up against yourself and your level mm. in a lot of ways. And there's no question in my mind that Slater is surfing better now than he was in his, in his physical peak, which is fucking bizarre. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. And uh, there's a lot more Kelly to come, uh, obviously, attached to uh, the Slater image that we, we posted when he was real young. We're in the rip curl, Weddy, believe it or not. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Uh, so, Threading the Vortex, who uh, one of our famous little art buddies, who uh, sent us some really nice pictures there, Smith. Oh. I still haven't passed mine on to you. Sorry, mm. mate. 
I've got them all around the house at my joint. <laughs> uh, but he says, uh, is it sadly ironic that the tight-fisted reptile Elon Musk is possibly doing more for climate change than anyone else in the world by leading the electric car industry? Uh, yeah, interesting. How does this one sit with you, Smith? So I was having this uh, conversation recently with somebody, and I just knew, I knew... Is this fat South African fuck, this filthy reptilian billionaire, like, what are the chances he's actually, from the bottom of his heart, doing something good for others and the planet? And, I, you know, just on the sheer optics of it, I'm mm. thinking that there's fucking zero chance. Yeah. And as it turns out, there is zero chance. <laughs> so, like, all this is the way I understand. This is the way it was explained to me. All the good that he does environmentally is offset by the fact that he then sells his... Uh, you know, carbon emission tokens to heavy polluters. So the way he can build his Teslas and, and b- have all the money he does and have this empire of, um, you know, techno gadgetry is based on the fact that he's able to sell his uh, carbon emission like, or, yeah, basically the, the heavy polluters buy his carbon emission credits, mm. allowing them to continue to pollute while funding his empire of techno gadgetry which is essentially going to change the world if it gets to a certain point so i guess it's like you know it's it's not it's not all bad in the sense that like musk is at least headed in the right direction in that he's trying to create a solution to the world's problems but in order to create a solution to the world's problems he has to facilitate more polluting mm. Um, which is basically the fucking catch-22 of capitalism. It's it's almost impossible to make an honest buck or to find your way out of this system without... Shitting fe- all feeding, over. Without- Shitting all over every fucking single half-decent thing that can possibly be achieved. Yeah, you're either shitting all over the environment or humans. It's either slave mm. labour or environmental degradation and almost every fucking industry I can think of is based on one of the two and, and Musk is no fucking different you virtue signaling fat cunt <laughs> Joel Stevens Smithy uh, long time contributor to the ain't, ain't that Talky swell talk man gifted me little backyard nuggets uh, to toast my co-piece award winning performance at Torquay that night with the goat where we locked horns so to speak well he's got a goat question here for us it's uh, if the goat and Novak Djokovic had a stare off who would win uh, would the guy with the smallest forehead in the world win or would the guy with the biggest? Also, will either of them make it to Australia next year? Yeah, so it's pretty much emerging now that GOAT is not entirely trustworthy of vaccination rollouts mm-hmm. and uh, Novak, of course, is Very muff indeed. outspoken as, uh, in this space as well. A uh, stare-off between the two, GOAT all day long. Mm. Can't see. Novak's too twitchy. He's, mm. uh, he's, he's not... You know, he might have a killer instinct on the tennis court, but other than that, I've seen nothing to uh, elevate him to goat status. He's certainly nowhere near uh, Dalai Lama, you know, or reaching that sort of uh, zone, Smivy. No. Jeez, it'd be a good stare-off to watch, wouldn't it, Novorn? You'd get the popcorn out for that one, <laughs> pull up a pew, and just watch him go at it. Oh, mate. I think it'd sound something like this. <laughs> but, uh, so the boys come to Australia, or it's a... Big question for the goat. Yes, it's heavy, uh, isn't it? Well, it's made the media over here that he's uh, been anti-vax sort of. I don't know. I don't know if that got spun out or, or whatever, but like you know, it's well known now that that he's going to be if he comes 
sort of under the microscope from the authorities as to mm. what his uh, status is in terms of the vax. Under the microscope, figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. I believe they'll be sampling his blood and you know putting it over little slides under microscopes and be you know just absolutely scrutinising whether there's nanoparticles and whatever fuckery they put in those vaccinations. But yeah, it's it's made it's a real fucking real curly one that one. I, I don't know where yeah. I sit on it. I, I personally am a freedom of choice person, despite having had the vaccines. Um, and I say let him in. Although uh, we're not exactly looking at any. Uh, real waves of truth at this point, apart from maybe a day at the box or North Point. Uh, so I don't know if he's all that fussed about it. I mean, uh, there's no question he'll be. Well, the only well, thing, that's the thing. He might drop off. He's got to. He's got to get those results that's in right. Hawaii before he Fuck. gets out of here. So Fuck. if he gets a, you know, if he gets a, a, a semi-final and uh, in either or both comps, Sunset has been an Achilles heel for the goat. We know that. <laughs> but uh, if he can get a couple of results, he might be able to just flick the Aussie leg. I yeah. mean, he came. Top 20 last year with two comps. <laughs> How wild is that? Yeah. The goat chooses. Requalified with chooses. Comps, the goat chooses where Don't he wants to win and lose. Don't worry about the goat. Uh, Steve-O, all good, mate. He'll, he'll, he'll do what the goat wants, and no doubt he's not going to miss Chopes. G-Land, he's not going to miss J-Bay. He'll figure out a way, mate. Just a, a quick one on the staring uh, staring contest. I had a, a friend of mine working on the, uh, the, the Mundaka event many years ago. Um, uh, and... He uh, bumped. He was a filmer, and he bumped into Slater at a, a, a watering hole after the contest. Uh, and I don't know what the interaction was. He didn't really know Slater. I don't know. Maybe they'd fucking locked eyes, so to speak, in the past. He merely came up to offer his uh, greetings, say good day. And there was a bit of a, a moment of lost in translation where he, uh, he 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 accidentally said about Slater's entourage. He might have called them. Um, oh, you got some. Uh, got some people hanging on or something like that. You, you, just a, a poor choice of words. Mm. And uh, the goat was ropeable. And my friend remembers uh, the goat in, in a hooded jumper just staring daggers into him. He remembers his green eyes were like Voldemort oh. just piercing <laughs> through the back of his skull. And my friend, is, he's never been able to see since that day. He's, he's blind mm. yeah. uh, as Stevie Wonder getting around with a, a cue and uh, patches on his eyes. His eyes are a fucking melted, charcoal ravaged oh, mess. Mate. So, I mean, just do not lock eyes with the goat when he's in a foul mood because he possesses powers mm. you do not understand. No, true, true, true. I've uh, actually uh, seen – to be the goat must be so fucking weird because, like, you know, you're not cornered off. You don't have a dressing room when you're just doing your free surfs down at Bells, for example. And I've seen him up in that top car park at Winky, you know, with a towel around him. Taking his pants off, mm. putting his wedding on, like you know, he's 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 getting changed. He's a true. And there's to... twenty fucking people mm. standing around filming it. That's right, and it's a, it's a particular issue for him when you're packing a breadstick and it's just <laughs> flopping out near, near your ankles. You almost need one of those uh, one and a half kind of towels, which they don't. You know, they're pretty hard to get the one yeah. the one point five towel. Well, no wonder he's he's prone to the odd snap here and there to go. Yeah, I mean, fuck, you walking past, you know, trying to get a close up. Look at the goat, and you actually tr- accidentally treading his breadstick as he's getting changed. <laughs> uh, Milton Huber, I think this is a new contributor. I uh, don't recognise the name, but good on you, Milt, for uh, contributing to ATS Talkback. On your hoobsy, bro. Uh, is Pipe hosting a modest 1,000 QE a sick revenge from the Wazzle for having their own CEO infected with COVID last year? Goatspiracy, you do the math. Yeah. Well, I mean, fucking ELO's disrespect at that event was outrageous. I, you know, for a guy who had COVID, it was it was probably 
you know, not something I could uh, recommend doing, just walking around the contest site, hocking up loogies everywhere, mm. you fucking grub. <laughs> At least cough into a tissue, mate. That would be respect. He was just hocking loogies on the wall, on the scaffolding, just going, you know, going through his kind of CEO uh, meetings and just going, <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Have you been watching any of this uh, QE1000? Can't say. I'll, I'll give you two pretty good highlights. Uh, first of all, there's a, a women's event attached to this. So we're starting to see, you know, grassroots uh, QS level grinding going on at Pipeline for women. So that's huge. Couple of really good, strong rides in that already. And then this morning, I just saw this clip of Eli Hanneman do one of the best aerials I've ever seen in competition. Uh, for a 7.5, a big, you know, huge, lofty, full roading, like fucking monster punt. On the back door On the ramp? left. No, on oh, the left. Wow. So uh, back end and, uh, wow, mate, geez, the judges. They, they're getting stingier and stingier as the oh. years go by, Smithy. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think it's one of the few regional qualifiers for next year's uh, American region. So uh, I don't not know. a whole lot going on up there, QS-wise. I don't know what's changed in Hawaii, but the fact, I mean, I think it's really got very little to do with the Wazzle as much as it's got to do with, you know, Dehui's fading presence on the North Shore. The idea that you can have a QS1000 there, um, I mean, generally, in my experience of the North Shore, it's the locals decide what comps are run there and and what aren't, and uh, that's all predicated on access of local surfers into those events and you know whether it serves their interests having an event there or not um and you know they've tended to have incredible clout with the bureaucracy there mm. um you know and, and there's i remember during a pipe masters uh where there was all this i think it was the year that they blocked uh all the local hawaiians from getting automatic wild cards mm. in the event remember there was like fucking 52 competitors or there was this like 18 local wild cards or some astronomical number mm. and the wazzle or asp or whoever yeah, it was, took it away yeah, and, then, and then the chat was about a paddle out old school black shorts paddle out during the event well then there was uh eddie rothman dropping uh straight to camera sort of diatribe heated angry diatribes about Fist slapping diatribes <laughs> oh yeah okay i got 50 grand that says you put me on a lie detector and you put graham stapleberg or Randy Rarick or Paul Speaker on a lie detector, we'll see who's telling the truth here. No verbal acrobats. This erases everything. You want to talk, you can't get too fancy here. You get on a lie detector and let's do it. How does the ASP work? The ASP works by stars, points, and that's it. It works money. If you can put money in, you can have a contest in the Great Lates, a six star prime, worth 10 times more than the kids' contest at Sunset Beach where it was 15 feet, death waves, eight to 10 feet of pipe, death waves again. On the same day pipe ran, there was a two star in Florida because there was more money in the contest. A five star in Virginia Beach a month after, five or six times the points. And before the people come here, they have the, the Brazilians, excuse me, the Brazilians have a contest in Brazil, a six star prime. You think they get paid for that? No, they take the points, rat pack the whole fucking contest over here. You know, the ASP works in a funny way. It should be, you take your surfers from their own countries. You make some kid travel all over the world, he ain't got no money. And the ones with no money, they don't go nowhere. So, this is how it works. Money equals stars equals points. Come on, you gotta surf every little shithole in the world. 
Not right, because there's money. We have money. Talk about money. Oh, we're going to put 100 grand into a trials in Hawaii. Fuck the eight guys that came out of the fucking Volcom. They came out of the Volcom. They surfed their hearts out. They put their lives on the line. They came out into the Pipe Masters, and you just throw them on the side, and they're taken too, because who are you, God? I don't think so. It's not the way it works. Well, let's identify some of you. Who are you? Mr. Graham Stapleberg, who are you? Are you the guy that told us we had $300,000 waiting for us after our first backdoor shootout, and the next year we asked you where the money you made like you didn't know us? Are you the guy that told Oceanic, Oceanic Cable that if they put anything of us on their station of the hui that the ASP's pulling out, that wouldn't be you, would it, pal? Hey, Mr. Rarick, who are you? Are you the guy that works for Vans, that doesn't have one Hawaiian-blooded rider on Vans, but we have this, we make all our money here, we have corporate houses, we got everything, we got money. Well, Mr. Rarick, you've seen the fit in just right, because aren't you the guy that worked feverishly to kill the Duke Hanamoko contest? Aren't you the guy that stole Mrs. Mamala's house? I would hate to think you stole that whole pure Hawaiian lady's house for one-fourth the market value. There's laws against that now. What she have? Alzheimer's, Garrett's disease, something. She had something, and you stole it, and you live in that place. Yo, Paul Speaker, who are you? Where'd you come from? Seems like you got a lot of money to throw around. What's the guy's name you get the money from? Ziff? Is that your money guy? Hiring Blackwater, Israeli combat soldiers. The Israeli one blew up in your face, huh? and that didn't work out too good for you, did it? Well... I don't know, Mr. Speaker. I think that uh, you guys bought the big wave tour just to bury it. Now you're over here in Hawaii trying to impose your wills, huh? We'll do this. We have money. We'll do that. We'll bring in Australian Water Patrol. Are you really thinking you're going to bring Australian Water Patrol here to Hawaii? What, what's going on here? Again, if I've said anything to offend anybody, it's okay. Good. Just put your money where your mouths are. 50 grand, bring it. Come on, let's do this. No verbal acrobatics. Diatribes, you'd have to say. But um, yeah, no, I think that's a really good observation, mate. But on the flip side of that, I mean, a th 1,000, surely they could have just bumped that up to a three or something. I mean, mm. I know HIC, uh, you know, is a longstanding Hawaiian brand, but but surfboards at its core, Hawaiian Island Creations. Um, you know, the Vulcan Pipe Pro, I... Where's that one gone? Like that—that's kind of what we need for the Hawaiians to, you know, not just showcase or, or get like a, a couple of heats in the water where it's just them and four mates, but actually have that event really count in a meaningful way to getting more Hawaiians onto the Challenger Series because mm. that's what this is. It's a, it's a, it's a stepping stone to get more Hawaiians onto the Challenger Series. But a one thousand, like I mean, if. If they have another four, four or five events on the U.S. mainland um, that not every Hawaiian kid is going to be able to travel to, well, that 1,000 means nothing. Totally. Even if you do well, even if you go deep into the draw. And it's like, why have it there? Like, there's so many waves on the North Shore and the South Shore and the fucking West Side and East Side. Like, why pipeline? Because I just think it... You know, it doesn't have to be there and it takes away the opportunity of, of local surfers who don't fucking compete, who live all there all year concreting and whatnot mm. waiting for the opportunity to surf pipe and backdoor for the fucking you know three months it's probably only like all up would be less than fucking 14 good days out there in three months mm. and so to, to take them up for the pipe masters 
the backdoor shootout, which you know, admittedly is for the local mm. the local core lords, and then a, a QS one thousand and the Vi- Vulcan Pipe Pro, which I guess doesn't exist now. Is that or has that been postponed or what's the deal? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I know that uh, it's it's a really good thing for the women to have more experience out there, more time out there. Mm. Uh, Four people heats is really good because you still got to jostle, you still got to fight for your waves. Uh, the priority system is there, but you know if you want it, you're going to be able to, to get under people's grill and and make it work. So, yeah, it's an interesting one, the old uh, pipe one thousand QE. But uh, you know, John John's in the drawer. I think he was surfing a heat against his brother this morning. I, I didn't see Fuck. the results, but Mate, that, that's, not, a, that's pretty iconic. Well, yeah, you're not going to miss an opportunity to surf pipe and backdoor with three other people, are you? <laughs> one here from uh, Stuka Smithy. Uh, another fairly consistent contributor here to ATS Talkback. Uh, Italo rocking leather, frying eggs on the cover of GQ. You've seen this. It's, mm. it's probably the best cover shot of any men's mag in history, oh, in my view. Had me fucking oh, leaking in the pants. Let's <laughs> but put it that way. What Stuker wants to know is, is this the most epic mind games? Because the cracked egg. I mean, is he literally saying, this is my opposition. You're all just a bunch of fucking <sighs> brittle... Little fucking eggs that I'm just going to smash and eat up for brekkie. Uh, is he trolling the competition or is this just something that uh, a sepo brain cannot understand? Mm. How did you, uh, did you see any subliminal meeting in, in the cracked egg uh, in, in Italo's even cover shot? Mm. It, was a, it was a man of the year cover shot. Uh, there was a couple of surfers who scored their man of the year titles in different nations around the world, but... I just thought it was magnificent. Mm. Thought it'd never been a, a world champion better represented than Italo Ferrer on the cover of GQ. Yeah, well, if I actually bought that uh, issue of GQ and and flipped to page one, and on page one they actually had the shell that he'd cracked, and it had the most unbelievably detailed portrait of Gabriel Medina's face on it. So uh, <laughs> you can't. I mean, it's it's it is the mind game. Oh, it's clear head fuckery. And then uh, on page three, Smithy, if you, if you bothered to turn over, there was an. Epic recipe in there for fried eggs. Italo's fried eggs. That's right. Mm. And then on page four, there was the obligatory photo of, uh, you know, of course he's going to be wearing the leather. So it's only one step away from donning the leather arseless chaps and uh, toe-in hydrofoiling. So, oh, perfect. I mean, nothing gets you up for a session of toe-in hydrofoiling like some fucking rotten egg, you know. Mm. It's, it's, it's perfect fuel for filthy fucking egg rolls. It's funny it, watching the uh, evolution of, of Italo from, you know, basically uh, nameless QS grinder. I think when he qualified, not not many of us had much of a clue about who he was, what his personality was like, uh, you know, his potential. And now he's, uh, you know, obviously a huge star in Brazil, uh, but globally as well, you know, he's, he's entering the realm of celebrity. It's really interesting. I actually was... I'm pretty sure the first English-speaking journalist to, uh, you know, go and cover his story and talk mm. to him at a point where he barely could speak English. Uh, most of it was translated through uh, the godfather of Brazilian surfing who he was traveling with at the time, Luis Pingar Campos. And my observations of him at that at that time were quite interesting because he was he was so humble. Uh, he did not yet have that sense of self-belief and self-belonging mm. um, on tour that we hear young upstarts constantly talking about um though that was in margaret river and he was on his way to a, a third place finish um off the back of a, a big result at bells either uh, either he won bells or either uh was that when he beat fanning at bells maybe and then he came third at margs in the next event so it was just the beginning of that self-belief uh and that sense of belonging on tour but 
his personality was so reserved and shy. It was mm. quite bizarre and confronting to meet someone uh, on a kind of really vertical upward trajectory that was still so reserved. And um, I look at him now and, and the guy we've met on the podcast and um, that we've interacted with behind the scenes of the podcast now. And, you know, I, I had uh, I was at, at his birthday in Marg's there, his birthday dinner. And it's funny, man, like he clearly has – uh, it's clearly gotten to him to a degree. It can't not mm. get to anyone. And it's it's always, almost always the same story, isn't it? Like you're a nobody and then you're fucking massive and you're surrounded by yes men and all kinds of uh, like disorientating um, forms of celebrity and it becomes corrosive and there's a fall from grace and then you've got to dig yourself out of that trench and you make <laughs> another incredible comeback. True. And yeah. I think he's actually fallen into the trench after losing that uh, world title to Medina potentially, and uh, he'll be back full of fewer fire, fire, fraud and fury. Eggs. full of fraud and eggs fraud is what you're <laughs> But um, one other thing on that was, uh, you know, we talked in Blitz to Jacko Baker and Connor O'Leary about that, you know, that kind of uh, the, the low self esteem or low self confidence and head noise that can creep in as a rookie. And what I observed with both Italo and Medina mm. on the come up was that, you know, they were subject to all of that, but they had nothing to go back to. They had nothing to, like, nothing to lose in a sense or just there was no place for a, a real lack of self-belief. They just had to bulldog it and mm. mongrel it. And uh, neither of them were, you know, perfectly we the, the perfectly well-rounded surfers they are now mm. at that point. They both had so much work to do. Um, Medina's backhand was, was a bit flaky yeah, and yeah, ratchety. Yeah. You know, um, just his, way, his reads on certain waves at certain locations on tour weren't good. Um, Italo, much the same in, in those kind of ways. And then suddenly, like, they're fucking just robotic. And, uh, you know, the style wasn't necessarily there, but I think that's kind of more evidence that, where their ability comes from is just pure, uh, pure just want and desire. Mm. They don't really give a fuck about style and impressing people. It's just about bludgeoning the fuck out of it, <laughs> getting the heat win, getting the money for their family, yeah. um, and just fucking grit. They just there's, stink of grit. This just yeah, agreed. But th there's a, another sort of side to this evolution of both those characters in particular, uh, Italo and Gabe. They're starting to emerge uh, as people like we've really only known Gabe as this sort of precocious bratty little uh sort of upstart talent really more than anything he, he got three world titles before we started to feel like we liked him and I, I don't think that that's um anything other than he's becoming more known to us as a, as a human you know like you, you kind of can tap into Gabby a lot more than you used to be able to because it was all behind closed doors and uh, he and Italo are really putting on a lot of entertainment. I mean, it might not be the most stylish surfing. It might not tap into what a lot of people think is pure. But fuck, there's a lot of entertainment there, man. And um, I just saw a clip this morning on Insta of Gabby surfing those psycho little right slabs on the west side that Mason and Sheldon go surf. Backside. Backside, dude. Backside. It was one thing to pull into those waves frontside, uh, you know, on your forehand where you can navigate your uh, your movement just so much easier, uh, find the doggy doors and all that sort of stuff. But looking over your shoulder and trying to get through those things and just funneling it, just getting it done. And Unbelievable. I don't know, man. Every time I see something like that at Gabby where you just don't expect it, it's just – it makes you love it. Yeah. No, yeah. 
that's the thing. Uh, he just is so full of surprises in surfing. He, he, in a similar way to, you know, Judson at Chopes, Medina has that same X factor where you're like, no fucking way. Like, in, in waves where he shouldn't belong, he just has so much raw ability and so much desire and grit that he just fucking blows people's minds. Um, and in terms of, like, who he is as a person, you know, I've had quite a bit to do with him over the years, including just recently uh, during the West Australian leg. And, you know, media personas are so misleading. Mm. Um, Post-heat interviews are so misleading. Like, the guy, the way he treats ordinary people is quite remarkable. Mm. I actually haven't really encountered someone who's as uh, polite and hospitable and, and, you know, giving of their time. Um, with that level of celebrity as Medina is, it's fucking bizarre. I'm, I'm not saying he would be like that in the surf. Mm. Like going up against him for waves uh, in the lead up to an event is just a stupid idea. <laughs> and you generally, if there's an event being held at the wave you surf, you, you probably shouldn't be out there. It's just a but fucking I'm so curious to see how his, uh, you know, how the, the change in, particularly the Australian acceptance of Gabby, how, how that's going to, feed into his next campaign here? Because I feel like on that last leg where he just had probably one of the best Australian runs of all time, you know, he, he finaled in everywhere and just had a ripper. Um, yeah, I, I think he just won a lot of fans, man. And I think he'll be riding a bit of a tide of, of support mm. that he wouldn't have felt before. Totally. Uh, so, yeah, interesting to see. I saw has got a good story here, Smivy. I saw uh, – g'day, mate. Hey. 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 On the eyesore. What, what, what eyesore are we talking about here? An eyesore, eyesore, or, no, or, is, a, or a Japs eyesore? <laughs> this is, well, this is eyesore, the uh, regular contributor to the comments thread on Ain't That Swell. Got a good yarn here, Smith. Got pulled over by the cops a few weeks back for having my board in the car on the way home after an early. Had the kids seat in the back, so I couldn't lay it down flat. And the cops claimed it was obstructing my view. Despite offering to lay it down and asking for a warning... Citing my spotless driving record, he's proceeded to find me 300 skins. Wow. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. We crossed paths again the next week. I was about to paddle out, and he was heading in. Turns out, the cunt surfs my local. So I'm wondering how much dog shit on the door handles, waxed windshields, and drop-ins are appropriate to even the ledger. Hope you get the lot, you dog. Pretty fucking heavy oh, act to pull over a oh. fellow fucking loke dog. Oh, I saw. And find him for a fucking board. Surely this... Copper has had his board in the back of his own car obstructing the rearview mirror view. Surely, Smithy. Hey. Oh, Vaughn. Where to begin with this? I mean, you know, there's times in your life where you want to come out in defense of police and, uh, you know, just point out the fact they have a very difficult job to do, tending to endless domestic violence disputes, you know, scooping up dead children uh, off the the road have been hit by cars, scooping up dead bodies from the ocean who've jumped off cliffs um, and been eaten alive by various octopuses and various mm. sea creatures. It's not an easy job. They're riddled with PTSD. But then you hear stories like this and you just want to write them off as the blood-feasting parasites that they are. What a <laughs> fucking disgrace. I've no words for this fawn. Uh, all I can imagine, I don't know if you've got to look at his badge number, but if it said Senior Sergeant Gary Conehead on it, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Dog. Oh, sorry. Fucking useless, that conehead. Can't, uh, couldn't nab a jet ski if they were driving rings around him in the lineup, conehead. Yeah. yeah. Nah, conehead's had a shocker and uh, made eternal fadings for sure. 100%. You and can't get fined for fading. Exactly. You right, cannot Vaughan. get fined for fading. That's right. It's a great loophole in the system. No, that's Not right. Yet. Not yet. R. Selby, 2018. 
And he wants to know, with a fair few waves of truth back on tour in 2022, do we dare dream about the possibility of a golden run for the Vortex Shaman? I, for one, Smivy, am backing the Shaman in for a top five finish this year. Mm. In waves of truth, there is no one better on the planet, bar maybe John and bar, of course, the GOAT, if he does choose to win. Mm. Uh, if the GOAT wants to win, he's going to win. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see. It'll be really interesting to see his approach at somewhere like G-Land, which is, you know, essentially like a roll-in uh, funnel. And I just wonder, like, you know, what's he going to be doing? Is he just going to be attacking that that takeoff section, like big calves, and then funneling that, like, speed section? I mean, it's it's a, such a cakewalk for a surfer of his ability. Oh, he's got the training ground in his backyard. I mean, he spends, you know, I, actually, I don't know how many winters he has spent up north there in WA, but if you think of Camel, a guy who has, uh, and, and the, the Pattersons, et cetera, Guys who have spent a lot of time at G-Land, guys who have spent a lot of time up north there at uh, Toomey's, and uh, I don't know if you could get a better training ground. It's almost no. like a fun version of it, really. Oh, for sure. Toomey's is G-Land uh, with teeth on acid, mm. uh, with a drop of ketamine and a fucking <laughs> helping of herbal ecstasy. It's a nightmare <laughs> and a half. Fucking Bendermenders, Dr. Oh. B's on the, uh, on the side, mate. A beer bong of Bendermenders on the side, yeah. So... Yeah, uh, top five finish for sure. And, I man, I, I just think that he has the potential to fully go all the way and win a world title, especially with the amount of waves of truth on season this year, Vaughn. Mm. I think it's time for Robbo. I, I, we touched on it last app in Blitz. Um, it's it's the the point to prove. That's that's kind of where the friction lives for, for Robbo uh, compared to your, your, your other top five contenders. I think he's... He wants it so bad that I think that sometimes it can it can push him into uh, a headspace that doesn't always lead to the best decisions. But I think he's got the momentum. I think he's got the belief. The breakthrough win, all of that is just looking good for mm. you know a, a full realization of potential yeah, in twenty twenty two. It's an unknown quantity. His actual uh, ability, like it's he's still developing. He's still maturing. As a surfer, I think uh, last year was really dogged by that, that you know, the, the old black dog, the lack of self-belief, uh, the sense of belonging. I think a, a couple of shit results, as we discussed on mm. Blitz, kind of fucked his, uh, fucked his run. And I think that uh, this year in waves where he, he, he will always feel a sense of belonging in Hawaii and waves of truth. So, uh, mate. I don't know. This could be anything. It's so hard to tell, really. It's really hard to know how he's going to perform in lesser quality conditions where world titles are won and lost um, equally as, as waves of truth. Well, I guarantee you, mate, him and Bemi would be going over that Halley Ever comp and just doing the video on on John John. Because, mm. you know, there, there was a really obvious and distinct gap between first and second in that comp. And I just think that, you know, Robbo's in a place now where the desire to win is really high and it's right up there. And, and he, he seems to be in a place where doing whatever it takes is on the agenda. I've got a question for you. Mm. I mean, video sessions are so common in other sports. And when, what I'm talking about here is video sessions of your opponents. And, you know, potentially uh, you might be watching the heats that they've lost, um, the heats where they've kind of melted and just kind of psychoanalyzing your opponents in a way where you can you begin to see the chinks in their arm. And this is ubiquitous across all team sports. I don't know if it's the case in surfing. Is it? Is it becoming the case in surfing? I would say the coaches are all over it. Yeah. I reckon uh, if they're not sitting down together and, and having video sessions, then the coaches are definitely doing the research and bringing that info across. I don't know how uh, 
productive it would be watching John John's 10 in the final of Haley Ever and trying to break no. down the weaknesses in his surfing mm. or approach. But uh, I would say that's a big part of it, mate. Definitely, mm. like, you know, from um, from the per- perspective of the uh, high-performance centre, analysing your own heat strategies, analysing the strengths of your opponents, it's all in there. So, yeah, I'll, 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 let's get to the bottom of that. We'll, we'll, good one for uh, our next uh, big season preview mm. uh, that'll come up just before the Pipe Masters. Vaughn, Dr. V is disrupting the global energy drink category. Marketing lingo at its finest, disrupting, causing disruption in the marketplace. Disrupt, be remarkable. Fucking hell. Mate, what's next? Disrupting the global energy drink category. Next, disrupting global economics, globalisation as a whole. (laughs) It's going to bring the whole system crumbling down like the putrid termite riddle piece of shit that it is. Cannot wait, Smithy. Cannot wait. One karma, karma, one bender mender at a time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's right. Uh, It's a healthy alternative made with unique herbs used by the Russians to boost energy, Mm. stamina, and immunity. Mm. And you know how we feel about Russians on this program. Let them in. Let them in. Let all their ideologies, all their their performance-enhancing herbs and mm. metabolic uh, infuriators just let them all in mm. fucking mainline them in, mainline them into me eyeball me pineal me corn I just want them in get all the rushed India that you can get the, the proof is in the pudding Smith just look at the uh, the Russian Olympic results over the last what 40 odd years second you can't deny you can't deny it mate undeniable is ripping Whatever they're having, I want it to. <laughs> uh, and Dr. V is going to bring it to you. Four different Dr. V concoctions and all four drinks contain ingredients that strengthen immunity and rock-hard boners. Uh, they're designed to tick different health productivity and wellness goals. I mean, when we're talking productivity, we're talking about profits. When we're talking about wellness, we're talking about rock-hard steel in your pants. <laughs> yeah, nah, in all seriousness, this is actually... The one we've been waiting for, Smith. This is the the Siberian pine needle experience that we all need. Mainland. You know, talking about rock hard boners. Are they are they moistening up the the underpants of the local <laughs> ladies who drop into a car? <laughs> is they getting all sloshy? Are they just fiending? Are they just shutting the door and racing inside? And I only wonder if they, they don't call it the Siberian rush for nothing, Smithy. <laughs> Tearing their, tearing their old fella or young fella to bits like a cooked chook on your ladies, on your swelliettes. Uh, the range includes brainstorm for faster and clearer thinking. Nothing better than a brainstorm after a big night in the hot ones. Mm, mm. Uh, Siberian rush for pre-workout so you can get more energy and continue to lift and lift <laughs> and not suffer debilitating hemorrhoids. <laughs> Uh, the Bender Mender for faster recovery from a big night on the nose beers. Mm. Yep. And so Karma many. Karma for a gentle energy lift and mood support after uh, a huge fucking, uh, you know, just synapse melting weekend on the fungus and uh, plant medicines. There's so many options there, Smith, and they're all good options, mate. That's the secret to Dr. V. Get on its Williams. Don't go down the chemtrail route like all your old favourite ding-dongs. Just get on the Dr. V and feel better. All drinks are free from artificial colours, flavours, preservatives and synthetic herbs like Cron. Remember that weed rip-off that Mm. was just giving miners skitsy migraines? Do do you remember Herbal Ecstasy? What sort of fucking 
radical, tripped out fucking nonsense was that? That was the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I think it was just uh, methanol mixed with hydroxychloroquine Whoa, or something. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, if you're cruising up the coast this summer or if you're just looking for a refreshing boost, get on the Dr. V, Smith. It's the Swellian way, my friend. ATS Talkback. Sherwood Lines wants to know, Smithy. Pardon my untrained Californian ear, but what the fuck does dedicated to cutting fucking sick mean? Love the show. You keep me laughing all the way to and from the beach. Work and school drop-offs, UTFS. Love Sherwood. Well, I would have thought that's fairly self-explanatory, isn't it? I mean, to my ears it is, but... uh, Can I I give you what a couple of the Swellians chipped in here? Sure. Uh, Jasper Kellart said, uh, it means ripping the top off it and having a crack. Expert Kook said, ripping up the dance floor too, I might add. Correct Mundo. Thanks. And uh, Grunter said, uh, getting on it like a fat bloke on a cupcake. Oh, oh all of the above, D. <laughs> well played, Swellians. Hendo Froth. G'day, Hendo. Merry Christmas, you mad dog. Uh, it's good to always check in with Hendo, uh, one of the WSLs behind the scenes henchmen. And uh, oh, he's there. a real fucking frother. Oh, he's there in his overalls, shoveling coal into the furnace with his sooty face on your hendo froth. <laughs> Hard yakka, keeping that Wizard of Oz schmozzle going. Right, hendo wants to know, mates, this is a good question, Smitty. I'd love to get your take on this. Mates, is it just me or are surf stoke levels at an all-time low? I'm turning into a sloth and I'm in need of some sort of froth resurrection. Cheers, boys. Hendo, mate, wow. Mm. Well, I think We've all been there, boys. We have been there. We have been there. I've tapped into uh, a couple of good methods to get the froth back. Firstly- Did you just say methods? Methods, yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that, tapped into it. I don't know. It's, 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 Not glass pipe methods. Oh, sorry, I thought no. you were on the Mel program. I mean, I think that's what uh, improved his dip in motivation. Momentarily, yeah. yeah. TC, <laughs> flea. It's not uncommon. I reckon- um, Getting a new board works wonders. Mm. Hate hate to say it, but just it just you can't have a new board in your house and not look at it and not want to surf that's it. Like so you just true. cannot do it. Mm. So that's a nice, easy method. Across the board, though, Smithy, are you noticing that there's a, a lot of anger, cynicism, upset people, or are you feeling that there's a, a general uptake in surf froth? I think. Uh, well, it depends which end of the spectrum you sit on. Uh, whether you're on the kind of a lifelong surfer tip or the adult learner tip. Uh, I think it's part and parcel of being part of an exponential growth sport mm. that, uh, fuck, it's going to get harder and harder as we move forward. It's going to get more and more crowded. Uh, you know, the internet has enabled surfers of very limited ability to find waves that they're not up for and cluster up the lineup. Uh, you know, localism as a result has entered this weird kind of phase where uh, you've got people who... Maybe they're wealthy. Maybe they're able to buy coastal property and they've lived there for five years and think that that entitles them to paddle rings around you while pulling back on waves and blowing takeoffs. And just, that'll, that'll do your head in. There's, there's a number of fucking weird problems. Well, Hendo also has works in a world, Smithy, where a lot of hate gets directed ah. in, in that direction. And uh, 
unfairly, I think. You know, WSL's just, it, it's a business, it's a sport, it exists in a very, very clear sort of framework of what it is meant to That's be. That's right, Vaughn. It's and, just and yet like, another corporate parasite on the face <laughs> of an independent culture and but you know, it the world's so full much, of it. It brings so much entertainment. I mean, you tap into it or you don't. The choice is yours. You That's know? right. You know, it's, and just being... Um, they're not forcing you to, to get a fucking jab and a fucking passport, are they? Nah, and they're not forcing you to fucking, you know... Sit there and watch fucking five days of surf competition if you're not in the mood for it, you know. And then, so like I've always had a, a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a fucking lack of patience for people ripping into the WSL, mm. uh, particularly the finite aspects of it when it's just a fucking simple turn it off cunt. You know, mm. if you don't like it, turn it off. It's yeah, don't not... don't give it to Hendo froth shoveling coal. Yeah, don't fucking into get the furnace. Leave Hendo alone, you fucking dogs. Hey. Uh, but no, mate, look, I don't think that – I'll tell you why. I've, the new board thing has definitely revamped my surf roth a lot. And the other thing is surfing when it's onshore and there's no one out. Fuck, mm. mate. The joys of not turning your back on surf like that and getting out there and having any wave you want. Me and Ronnie had a surf at uh, you know, a, a local beach here the other day. So maybe it was like fucking 280 knots side shore. <laughs> Uh, no one around, and we just traded like fucking these wedgy, windy shit house fucking peaks for a good hour, and then Noah Dean paddled out on a bodyboard and started getting drained right in front of us. I was just going, this is fucking what it's about, you know? You, you, you're going to have these like magic little moments without having to constantly sort of, I don't know, get all deep and heavy on how many people are out, who owns the coastal beaches, oh. like fucking how... Like, blah, blah, blah. Control, that. power, entitlement. Yeah, you don't need to tap that to surf and get your fucking back. illness. Just get out there and fucking look around and live in the moment and be happy, mate. Oh, well said, Vaughn. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum. I mean, it's, it's that old one, like, you, you give up uh, quality of waves for less people. And I think, like, it, the problem with surfing as a culture is that it's so self-centered and selfish. Mm. It's like, it's kind of encourages everything that's fucked about humans. It, it, it encourages dualism. You know, the idea that uh, you're somebody and that other person is somebody else. And, you know, you deserve the wave because your ability is better than, better than them or you were on the inside or you were out longer or you own a <laughs> fucking house here and they don't or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's not really a healthy kind of pursuit in the, the spiritual uh, realm mm. in, in, in today's modern context in crowded lineups with localism and all the rest of it. I mean, yeah, for sure in the seventies and that kind of golden age, very much a healthy spiritual pursuit. Mm. And it still can be if approached the right way. That's right. But uh, yeah, like you said, Vaughn, you know, just giving up the quality of waves for less people, I think is a, a pretty much a shortcut to uh, happiness in surfing. And I think to get motivated on shit conditions, you know, dip back into the uh, the old Lost videos, uh, you know, Lost Across America. Start watching some of these Floridian wave hustlers like Aaron Cormick mm. and Corey Lopez decimate fluffy seven-second onshore burgers and get your fucking mm. grovel froth on. And be like Albie. If all else fails, Smivy, be like Albie. Correct. Great question here. Thank you, Hendo. Fucking always comes through with the goods, mate. I love the little the little pathways we go down on the back of a Hendo question. Mm. Um, Ian the Wombat wants to know, Smivy, uh, if the goat ever retired, who would he come back the next year and have a heritage heat with? Someone from early in his career that he could humiliate <laughs> or someone <laughs> recently retired who would be more even competition? Great Far question. Out. Ian, you legend. That's such a beauty. Oh, it's like my, the first name comes to mind for me is uh, Fanning. Mm. I think those two have got unfinished business. Like uh, even, 
You could see a little bit of uh, thrust and parry in the, at the WSL finals last year when they were in the commentary booth, maybe trying to outdo each other with the new walls of fucking, you know, Medina and Felipe's heat strategy and fin placement and all that fucking stuff. But uh, he's uh, that's that's sort of like the heritage heat that I see, I see uh, at the forefront of Slater's yeah. thinking if he, if he was to retire. But uh, any from the old, old days that you'd like to see, Kelly... Uh, Kelly and Kong was a really tense rivalry there from Glad the very early on it, days. Glad you touched on it because, uh, I mean, at the one, at the dignified end of the spectrum, you've got the uh, Slater-Fenning kind of uh, yeah, heritage heat. And at the absolute walkover, like, what have you done with your life end of the spectrum, <laughs> you've got the, the Slater v. Kong matchup. Although, no, from Kong's all reports, back. Kong's back on Kong the program. Kong back, and I'm not joking, mate. The last time I saw him, it was in uh, Newcastle, and he was ripped. Well, not quite ripped. But he was on the way. He, he had lost 250 kilos. He looked fit. He looked ready. He was charged. We had actually, He was running down the mate, street with a couple of sacks of prawns on his shoulders, you know, wasn't he? I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find the shot and I'll post it. But it's of me and him in the pub after the, I think it might have been the ABB finals or something. And we just ripped up our shirts and I was going, look at you. Look at you, Kong. You're back, brother. Start beating that chest. Did you hit him with a flurry in the oh, guts? Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. I was just giving him the Italo treatment. <laughs> And um, he was just up for it. So look out, slats. Might not all go your way for the goat if uh, the Masters three-time world champion decides to pull on the rashy. Look out. Jeez, he spanned some ears and left some uh, people in his wake, hasn't he? It's amazing. It is amazing when you really think about it. It's easy to to forget and it's easy to kind of ask for more from the goat and he continually gives us more. But fuck, sometimes you've got to look in that rearview mirror and just be like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> it's fucking... This cunt's been on a heater for fucking a thousand years. <laughs> oh, the goat, mate. There's, there's lots more goat questions coming. Do you soon, think there's so. going to be hieroglyphs etched in stone of the goat? In I wouldn't be 10, surprised. Do you think he's going to enter that kind of uh, indigenous realm of like, you know, those those ghosty creatures that just rock up at waves of truth and... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this, I, I think... tall, slender kind of creature. In the, is that... Is it him? Is it the spirit of the goat? I wouldn't be surprised if there are ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs with the goat carved into them already. Mm. Come to think of it, I think I might have seen a couple. ATS talk back. Okay. Ben Wibble. Ben Wibble wants to know here, Smivy. Where's Potts? Oh. Good question. Mm. But I think Potts is just chilling out down on uh, down at the sewage outlet down, down there at Gunner Matter, right? Uh, yeah, he lives on the what's the what's back the, backs onto a, a sewage treatment plant, I call, believe. What do they call that side of the 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 peninsula? It's uh, the sewer. Is it the Mornington Peninsula? The, the shit pipe, the right. fucking the stink fest, mate. Potts, the he, gag factory. I'll tell you where Potts is, Smithy. He's enjoying life without a fucking bunch of sour haters shitting all over him on the fucking WSL comments page. That's where he is. That's he's right, playing boy. golf. He's loving his family. He's surfing like a fucking powerhouse like he always has, and he's just living the pot's life, mate. He's enjoying RSL dinners without a table full of rambunctious sponsored globe surfers waffling on, <laughs> spoiling his palmy. <laughs> Would you, young kids, shut But you know what? I have heard reports from the gunner matter, Ari, that uh, – he has been fucking, you know, he's not afraid to tell kids to fucking pipe down while he enjoys his roast onion soup. Mm. Mm. You know, you can talk through the 
Talk through the hors d'oeuvres, but don't talk through the fucking main, you disrespectful little punks. Can't wait to get Potts on the show one day, Smith. Because his, his story, I mean, as far as rock and roll, you know, surfers go, I don't know if there was a bigger rock and roll star than Potts. When he was in his prime, on his way to winning the world title in record time, oh, mate, the leather, the hair, I mean, he was, he was basically fucking... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a band, Danzig, Metallica. Like he was in that that realm of bringing like real '80s excess, Motley Crue, mm. fucking that sort of vibe of, of to to pro surfing. Is it always true, Vaughn, that uh, you know yesterday's punk, once the leather is faded, the hair is molted, the uh, impotence is set in, that they become a, a jaded, cranky reptilian boomer with multiple investment properties? Is, is it always tr- the trajectory? You know, once upon a time, he was that rambunctious youth drinking my tires and talking through fucking trivial, boring magazine awards ceremonies. And, uh, you know, fast forward, and he's the guy telling you to shut the fuck up. He's the modern day Randy Rarick or Midget Farrelly or Nat Young, you know, just fucking cranked off his dial, telling the kids to shut the fuck up. They've got no respect. <laughs> Is it always the I way? Don't know if it's it's always, always end up way, like that. Mate. No, I'm not sure if it well, is. Well, Albie's like standing but proof that it, it isn't. The, uh, Although I haven't seen Albie at a at a fucking monotonous awards ceremony. Uh, you know, just fucking having kids maggot behind him I, talking I just nonsense. Life What's Albie of... like at the cinemas when he's watching a film and there's a bunch of kids just fucking rustling jelly bean packets and yeah. chewing popcorn loudly? I think just Alfie's... turn around and give him an absolute. Fucking gobful. Mm. Albie Cinema is just the sunset over the back of his property at Ewan Guy, mate. That's as close as he'd go to the movies, isn't it? What about when the dirt bikes and the, the land cruisers start <laughs> fucking churning through his property doing doughies, scaring all the roos off? I don't know. Life is what about f- when the Monsanto mists start wafting over from the, the cane and macadamia farms and settling on his body savata tree, turning it to the uh, yeah. Vietnamese Well, he's definitely of- going to pull out his pump, pump action shotties and start firing a, oh, a few you know, rounds then. Yeah, you know he will. doesn't matter how fucking, just how fucking in touch with the, uh, the other realms Albie is, mate. There's a fucking couple of rounds coming into the back <laughs> Wheels of a fucking SUV as it trumps across the back of his land running over kangaroos. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if it is always the way. Smith. It seems like public life just comes with phases. Like it's, you know, we don't know what the journey is or how long it's been, but uh, people inhabit a sort of a space for a little while. You attach that space to them as a, as a chapter in their experience. And yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. It seems like uh, if, the, if that chapter does fit into uh, some sort of corporate job that is separate from your young personality, then you're going to get stitched up for it. I've got a reflection on this, and this comes from a mm. conversation with uh, TC I had for an article I wrote for Stab Premium. I think it was called Grumpy Old Man or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I recall that. And, uh, you know, it, it, what we're talking about here actually boils down to neuroplasticity and neurochemistry. And if you spend your – like the human body, uh, which includes the brain. In fact, the, the mm. brain is the CPU – um, you know, it, it needs to be trained, it needs to be worked upon. Uh, and I think, you know, we're so conscious of training our bodies, but so unconscious about training our brains. Mm. And if you don't train your brain, your default mode network and your neural pathways harden and it's a decline. It, 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 the, the human brain does not naturally stay up and content and happy. It deteriorates like everything else in your body, but it can be trained. Um, so you can, you know, 
bring about a more positive outlook on things. Mm. But in our culture, none of this is encouraged. So you're constantly met by fucking whinging, declining, degrading boomers with fucking rotten carcasses <laughs> of a brain that, you know, if you were to take an fMRI, they'd look like month-old mashed potato mm. on the screen. Mm. Uh, and that's because they don't dedicate any time to refining the ego and, you know, basically putting any training into their brain because, you know, their view of meditation, rock and roll people, punk rock people, they look at meditation like, oh, it's this woo-woo fucking new thing. Mate, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And that's coming from someone who's punched on with multiple bra boys in the street mm-hmm. at midnight who's had a fucking, you know, two titanium plates inserted into his jaw mm. from a, a fight with an Aboriginal kid in a football game, like who's been a part of all kinds of, you know, I've had to fight fucking roided up maniacs because they're beating women in a park. Mm. Like, I've had to do some bad shit. And uh, I, would, I would say, and, and who's run fucking thousands of kilometers on shitty football grounds trying to fucking get fitness and paddling against rips at Kira that will fucking turn you into a spindly, <laughs> emaciated, all dick ribs and uh, dangy. You know, mm. like there's a lot of hard shit you can do out there. And I would say meditation is the top of the pile. When I say hard, it's both hard and rewarding in the way all of those things work. Mm. You know, it, it, it trains you in resilience and uh, it, it's not for fucking woo-woo, uh, top-bun, linen-wearing fucktards. It's mm. for every cunt. And yeah. uh, you only got to go to any Eastern culture to realize that or, or talk to, you know, basically the whole NRL program. Everyone meditates now because of mm. what it does for your brain. And, um, you know, they realize now that you got to train the brain, especially if you're incurring a th- fucking an average of 37 concussions in your career, mm. including seven of which will knock you out cold. So, like... Mate, there's just no excuse for um, that it's older generation a, it, it, to, to, to shirk, the, the, shirk the fucking workload. Mm. Tap in, start lifting little dumbbells in your brain, you fucking weak cunt. Yeah. yeah. If you're feeling sour, if you're feeling bitter, if you're feeling over it, just get on the meditation. It's the fucking perfect first step. And uh, yeah, we've got plenty of- Tap into calm. Plen- tap into better health. That's right. Better health and calm. Two supporters, mate. That's well. Who can don't uh, tap get in- you on your way. What, what was it? Uh, calm.com forward slash swelling to cop the little discount? That's right. Yeah. Uh, the ad will be somewhere in the app. Yeah. Tap into it. Pan Royal wants to know, or Pano Royal. Pano Royal, Smivy. Don't talk to me about fucking panel bands. I <laughs> know. Oh, your Pano's fucking been giving you plenty of grief. Do you want to buy one? Do you want to, medit- do you want to meditate, mate? Yeah, let's do it. Smiv interviewing Albie. Was it like meeting with the Dalai Lama? What a legend. Uh, well, we've touched on that, haven't we? It was like meeting with the Dalai Lama if the Dalai Lama could do a mean frontside drop wallet. So, uh, I mean, instead of, you know, the Dalai Lama flicking holy water on my face, it was, you know, just Albie dropping the wallet and fucking dropping the anchor and just spraying me in the face. And oh, it was just... every bit as synapse melting and uh, enlightening as you'd imagine. Yeah, it was a bloody ripper. Go and listen to it if you haven't. Uh, Sam Tool Ishman. Oh, sorry. Sam... T. Leishman, I think it is. Sammy, top three panellists you guys would pick for a West Oz show. Well, we've got West Oz shows coming up. We're going to announce the new tour very soon. If you've got tickets, they're still valid. If you haven't got tickets, we're going to put more on sale. Uh, He wants to know, top three, can't be Tars J or Jake, though. Uh, I think he's referring to TB, J... Davies, yes, the uh, and, uh, mutant muscle man. Jake Paddo, uh, who would you go for over there in the West? Dream, dream... Uh, panel i'd tap in uh tap into ant-man because i just feel like 
when I think of West Australia, I think of heavy water and cones of mortal conequins, and I don't think anyone's pushed the envelope further at an experimental time as mm-hmm. the Ant-Man, you know, deep into the 90s uh, and, and still an absolute maniac in the juice. That's definitely one. I think James Caddo, just to just to get that Fuck. kind of underground call lord who went missing, that, that take on life. Fuck. Uh, I'd love to get Denny Green on the program too. I think, mm. uh, you know, he's a, an avid surfer, a fucking one of the all-time great pugilists, masters of the sweet science uh, that this country has ever produced. He knocked out on... Uh, on- uh, Namoto or Tavaril once. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to the bottom of that story. That'll wow. be a beauty. Yeah, I think, he's, uh, I think he got a, scored a TKO over uh, James Cutto in an elevator <laughs> lift uh, after a fucking boozy game of poker too. So we'll have to, uh, yeah, it'll be good. I think, uh, yeah, something like that. I uh, mean, there's so many call odds so over there. It's many. fucking endless. Right, so. Craig could be amazing, although mm. he's a bit further up the coast. Uh, Breno, Matt Branson. Oh, Got to get wow. the fucking, wow. the absolute... West Oz Callord legend on. He's a fucking suck. Matt Menners would be a great one. I Wouldn't mean, he's he? got some wild Wouldn't stories. He? He's a hard man, old school hard man, reformed old school hard man on the straight mm. and narrow. Rich Kelly. Mate, there's plenty of them. There's fucking so many Callords. Dino Adrian, what about oh, him? Oh, dropping oh, acid and surfing 10 to 12 foot hey, out mate, of Island If cones. you want to uh, get onto a really good Caddo chat, Fuck the Get Barreled Boys did an absolute belter with Cato. I think it's like six episodes long, and they just wow. get more and more blasted as it goes on. <laughs> Fuck, it's fun. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Mervinator. He wants to know, I'm missing the old Look Out Kids, Jed's Angry Again segment. When do you reckon you'll rack up another one, Smithy? It's been a long time between drinks. Do you still get angry, Smithy? Are you still angry? Deep down, are you you able to tap into that fury and unload upon the reptiles and the corpo fucking monsters out there? Uh, When I permit myself, Fawn, but uh, I pride myself on self-control, dignity, humility, uh, unless, of course, an adult learner crumbles a section on me, in which case I'm ready to fucking knock some teeth out. <laughs> we'll bring it back. But, Don't uh, you worry. Why don't, why don't we hear one right now? Let, let's dip into the archives and, and cop an original spray from Samiri. <laughs> his blood is top. He's lost the blood. Look at kids. Jets angry again. His blood is top. He's losing the blood. Jet Smith is angry again. Okay, Boomer, here comes the Nuna, straight at your throat, like a glass schooner. Okay, Boomer, you're good there? Enjoying your shiny trinkets? You're not concerned? You might fucking sink it! Okay, Boomer, how's your twilight years? Sitting in luxury European vehicles, shifting gears. Okay, Boomer, how's them investments? Did coal help you reach your goal? Did riding stocks put some blood in your flaccid cocks? Did oil deliver you the spoils? Did being a landlord help you hoard? Did selling out cure your gout? Do you feel better now? You're a useless cash cow. Okay, Boomer, we get it. You worked hard. You weren't always a useless fat white tub of lard. You paid your dues, bought in when it was cheap, made a heap. But fuck, cunt, didn't they tell you when you're dead you don't get to keep it? Okay, Boomer, you'll be gone soon, leaving every other generation to howl at the moon on a cooked planet full of craters. YOLO, you'll say. Fuck the haters. Okay, Boomer, you got us there. But don't forget who runs aged care. Righto, mate. 
Jeez, that was good to revisit that. I've actually, my, my old man, Alfie, he always says, God, I love Smithy, mate. He's done so much work on himself. It's commendable. But please don't let him lose too much anger. Mm. Please don't let him. He loves the angry Smith. All right, so uh, we got one here, mate, from uh, Luke Lewand, and he said, should Zeke grow his hair out and take a heroic dose? Huh. Great question. <laughs> yeah, and I think the answer is an unequivocal yes. So Zeke has been basically shaved to the bone. I mean, he's, he's grown it out a little bit over mm. the years. He's never gone the full, you know, proper. Uh, who's got – has anyone on tour really rocked good long hair in the last few years? I think uh, – Wade Carmichael. Yeah, the Grug had a... Uh, yeah, he went had... through a Jesus phase and it suited him to Oh, you're talking about his head. I was talking about his back. Ah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. that's um, why you yeah, fair no, rugging him. Have we seen much much hair on tour? No, I mean... Carlos it... Munoz is going to be bringing a fair mm. whack. I mean, uh, in, fa- in all fairness, it is somewhat of an inconvenience at times. Uh, you know, should you be in the tube and a little bit of lip or chandelier clips you and pushes your hair down in front of you or, or, or doing a fucking savage hack, same deal, all that uh, centrifugal force going forwards and you're going backwards and the hair can just go in your eyes. So uh, on the one token, it's not the most functional hairdo for an elite surfer, but on another token, you kind of want to just see him enter that, you know, age of Aquarius Nimbin festival kind of vibe and, you know, just spring it like way, way out. Just like, you know, forget about... The uh, Kamehameha High, like, Polynesian firebrand mm. angle that he's pushing. Um, why not go down more to those... Remember those, like, great acid-freak fucking communes that they also had in Hawaii back in the day? Mm. Uh, I forget what the name of the festival. I know Hendrix played at one. Uh, mm. I know, like, I'm pretty sure that the Ho, the Ho family was turning out, you know, back in those days. Tap into that energy. Tap into the, the Heroes, Dose, Sid Freak... Uh, Hawaiian style, you know, just at one with everything. I'm trying to think of surfers really tick that box from the islands, bruh. Mm. Uh, and to be honest, there is Bertleman? Yeah. Bertleman, Bertleman maybe. Buttons. Just the, on that other sort of trajectory where it was more like all about... Pre-meth buttons. My, my Pre-meth buttons, I'm talking. Well, the hoes are, are the living yeah. example of that. Yeah, that's right. And, and Mason is very much... Uh, the reincarnation of that energy with his, you know, mm. gratuitous 14-minute Hendrix-scored barrel fests. So good. Uh, and, I, you know, I haven't seen his... Uh, but Zeke is a creature that runs on on a lot of, you know, drive, and that drive is, is seems to be coming from a place of... I don't want to say anger, but it, it's, it's tapping something in that vein, don't you think? Like it's, yeah. It's not coming from a place of... Uh, it's coming from a similar sort of sunny... Essence, it is. It is, is is where you see the Zeke energy coming from. And I mean, Sonny was, and is the only. Well, I guess he's the second native Hawaiian to win a world title. Mm. But in, in Zeke's, uh, in Zeke's lifetime, he would have been the guy. Um, so yeah, you can't blame him for following that lineage. But you know, as we see with Sonny's condition, it is, like it is a hiding to nothing, living your life like that, being at war with everything. Mm. Um, it's okay to have that attitude in contests. But fuck, man, you need to be able to switch it off straight away. And it, it's like as soon well, as you I, did, I, you, I you didn't watch any scene. of the Ultimate Surfer. I mean, did that showcase anything real about Zeke or his personality or, or what he's bringing to the to the tour? Like, is he, is he a, a, a kind of a, a more evolved human from, from the John John paddle battle heat? 
I'd love a few to, years ago. I'd love to tell you, Vaughn. I'd love to be able to say, but I kind of switched it off after watching uh, watching him nearly scoff some preteen ass on one of those paddle challenges, and it gave me <laughs> impure thoughts. So I had to just fucking flick it. Uh, okay, Jay Richo wants to know, when are you getting Kobe on the potty? That's mm. a good question, and I'll tell you what, it'll happen as soon as we can get into Indo, I think. Mm, the bra goat, or as, uh, as soon as he lands on the East Coast. Well, I think we, we did touch base with him. Don't want to fuck up one of them stinky Zoom recordings. We want the nah. man, the legend, in the flesh. How many gold cones has Smivy had? Uh, this is from Nomus 308. Nom, nom, nomus. <laughs> uh, uh, are you still on two or are you, uh, have you got a couple more wins under your Because we got the Golden Cone Piece Awards coming up. Mm, mm. Yeah, I've dropped some big yarns this year. And, uh, you know... <sighs> Uh, if I was to award myself journalism awards, well, what's in the what's the, in the nom the nom noms? What are you nominating uh, as a, a, a gold cane piece award winning story for this year? I'd have to nom 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 nominate uh, the. Uh, I'm not going to fucking blow smoke up my own corn. That's madness. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate cunts to do that. I'll come back to you. I don't deserve like. The, the, look. Gold cone pieces, how many have I had? Let's say a thousand. <laughs> but uh, how many have I won? Oh, let's say two. Yeah. How many have I earned or deserved? Fucking hundreds. I don't know. <laughs> Livewire wine, Smithy. New comment here. Uh, Livewire wine. If that is literally a vineyard, Smithy and Deadly are on. Get it over here, mate. Mm. Sounds delicious. In 30 years' times, will an interview with the GOAT have the same cosmic energy, insight, and joy as that brilliant ep with Albie? Well, this is, again, uh, walking familiar ground here, Smith, but... He's certainly tracking in that direction. I think so. Yeah. I think that the uh, potential for the GOAT to be uh, the enlightened one within another 30 years could, could well and truly be there. Yeah, once he's cleared that karma debt, once he's uh, apologised to Bede for, uh, you know, trying to break his marriage up uh, prior to... The heat at J-Bay there and uh, various other moments of skullpuckery spraying John with a hose uh, through the window, was it? Uh, or the, the front yard. Oh, uh, I love it. I mean, uh, yeah, Pete so Goat. Pete he's, Goat. He's still got some karma clearing to do, but I think he's well on his way to uh, adopting that shamanistic, wise man, holy stature mm. in the surfing realm. Yeah. Surfboard Broker, comment, not question. Uh, your podcast is legendary. Keep up the le- uh, amazing work, boys. Oh, well said, broker. well said. Well done. said it better myself. Uh, I saw this today, 2020. That's the handle. Do you think any of the current crop could channel their inner, inner Bobby Martinez and lose it at the mid-year chop? Oh, it'd be good to see, wouldn't it, Vaughn? Uh, and Italo and Gabby look like fucking Olympic gymnasts. Do you think their training programs might be more rigorous than everyone else? Well, let's uh, let's unpack the first part of this question. Who's most likely to have a mid-year dummy spit? Who is the most likely to get the chop after, uh, you know, the turmoil, the toil, and find themselves on the wrong side of the qualification bubble and just fucking cut loose with a monster spray, Smith? Who? Well, it needs to be someone who has been on tour long enough that they have a sense of both entitlement to being on tour and a sense of ambivalence uh, to tour surfing. And when I think of someone like that, I think of the French fire brand, Jeremy Flores. Oh, but he's I, gone. He's retired. Oh, uh, that's right. Well, uh, in that case, I what mean... Tatiana? Do you reckon she's got it in it? A fucking like... She's got a spray? Know, she sees herself as a world title uh, contender. If she's on the wrong side of the chop and she falls off, surely, surely she's got it in her to give, you know, the grommets, the system, the mm. judges fucking 
double barrel. I mean, uh, does she, I guess the question is, does she have a verbal spray to match the uh, backside sprays she's been doing in the bowl? Mm. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah, being up close, yeah, copping a backside spray from Taddy is fierce enough. Mm. The verbal spray. Wow. Uh, is, Arnie, is Arnie Riss Riss going to crack it? Are oh. we going to see behind that shiny Chriso facade to resemble some uh, <laughs> brutal Polynesian uh, NRG and a big old serve after she just gets doused by Gabriella Bryan? Well, and, look at uh, Happy Gilmore is a good example, mate. When Steph started, like, you know, things started going against her and things, you know, fell off the wagon, so to speak, in terms of, you know, uh, just easy wins and world titles just – basically being delivered to a doorstep like so much fucking free milk. Uh, she started to drop a few little daggers here and there into the uh, into the brain, the pineal glands of her opponents. Mm. I wouldn't mm. put it beyond risk. No way. Nah. Yeah, it's all possible. It's all in the realm of possibility. On the bloke sure. side of things, who's up for a spray? Oh, I feel like Felipe's got a... A little bit of mongrel in him there, and, yeah. and can can you know we've seen him storm the it. judging tent. Oh, yeah. He copped a two event ban on in a mm. year where he was a world title contender. That's never really been deeply, uh, you know, it's never been deeply explored that no. why that went so so big. That my, that my sources that. told me that uh, the judges he was so irate the judges had to lock themselves in a panic room. And then Toledo <laughs> uh, proceeded to wipe excrement all over the judging room. <laughs> wow. Allegedly. See, now that is why you've got the gold cane pieces. Mm. I did not know that. But uh, in terms of the, the, the gymnastic exploits of uh, Medina and Italo and whether their training program is just as rigorous as the Olympic gymnastic program, let's hope not because from what I'm hearing out of America, it was pretty fucking rigorous. They left uh, no stone unturned and no hole unexplored oh, yeah, in that yeah. quest. Yeah, no, the, you, you don't want to go, go down that uh, road of the gymnastics uh, far out. What, what is it? Dedication to masochism. They just absolutely mm. torture and torment the athletes coming through. And well, mind you, it is mostly 16-year-old, mm. uh, fairly, you know, it's just a controlled environment. I mean, they're bred from just young, young, young oh, creatures. It's nasty business. I mean, you can you can kind of imagine how it might play out though, Vaughn. You know, the camera's set up and, uh, you know, the, the, the reptilian uh, gymnastics coach is just kind of going, Italo, no, if you want to do a backside air reverse, you've got to pivot your hips this way. And Oh, sorry, mate. My uh, finger just, <laughs> my finger slipped there. Don't mind that. Um, yeah, and just where your groin is positioned there, you you, you want your you want your pelvis to thrust out and, oh, sorry, mate, I just brushed you. Oh, it's yeah. a, no, it's a, it's a very. Let's hope not. It's not a good scene, Smithy. Not a good scene. <laughs> Pretty piss weak if you ask me. Paddy MacD. Paddy McD wants to know, uh, and we touched on it last there, but how the fuck does the Wazzle fail so completely capturing the drama of qualifying and heat scenarios on the final day of the final event of the Challenger Series? The human stories are incredible and are completely missed. Pete Mill used to at least have a printed spreadsheet and a Sharpie to give us some insights. With one day's preparation, a laptop, I could do a better job than the entire bloated staff and commentary team. I mean, it's incredible... Just mentioning Mel there because, I mean, the lengths that he had to go to make sense of that rating system, fuck, it seemed down a, a meth addiction wormhole that lasted for years more. Mm, so yeah. anyway, he could keep atop of the constantly up-changing, uh, updating scenarios and 
I mean, it's brutal. So it's almost a job that needs more than one or two people. But you're right. There needs to be clear and concise uh, evaluations mm. of what the situation is and uh, you know, yeah, I agree. Let's let's really get on top of that wazzle and really, uh, you know, just manage that yeah. scenario. I mean, the wazzle, if if nothing else, have shown uh, in the last few months like a, an incredible uh, will to be flexible when something isn't working. I mean, the, the obvious one, you know, was them saying that they were just going to give wild cards to whoever the fuck they wanted, and then backflipping on that and giving it back to the hard toiling battlers on the queue. Um, so yeah, it's there. It's there. Like the ability to hear uh, hear criticism and make adjustments. One can only hope that by the end of next year's Challenger Series, we've sorted this shamozzle out, Smithy. And uh, don't think the Wazzle's not listening. I feel like every prediction or request we make on this program uh, quickly comes true within three months. Mm. Uh, I can point to a number, but I'm not going to, because I'm not going to blow my own. No, Smithy, but uh, they still haven't taken you up on the macro dose pre heat for each surfer. I don't know when that's going to be instigated. Well, I believe that was one of the criteria for why G-Land was brought on tour. Oh, good. Also, uh, we'll oh, it, oh, it's the toe in the water. Yeah. Magic. ATS Talkback. ATS Talkback. Dunny7, can we get a live Ain't That Swell commentary potty to run in sync with Wazzle events in 2022 with live crosses to Surfcore 2001 for his heat analysis and critiques on competitive antics and style. Also, uh, Morris Cole to explore and explain the shapes being ridden and the reasons for the function and misfunction. Hashtag UTFS. It's uh, a great idea and it's all possible with the help of Instagram Live. It's just that we're a bunch of, uh, you know, double left-handed techno invalids. Mm. So uh, if anyone wants to come to the party and uh, suss it all out for us and, you know, fucking cue it up, we'll have a waffle. I'll have a, I'll have a bong and a blabber for sure, Vaughn. Pirate Radio, Smith. It's inevitable, mate. It's inevitable. <laughs> right, this one's from Dude Dad 77 G'day, Dirty. On your mate. Merry Chrissy. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sick. Besides India Robinson, the legend qualifying, did someone have their voodoo dolls out for the Aussie ladies at Halle Eva? First Dimity with the old girl right in the bloody way when she's trying to stick a Rio for an all-important score, which I reckon she would have got. And then someone takes a .22 out and shoots Pickle's legs from out from under her on that last wave of her heat. Smith, we did touch on this in Blitz, but I mean, uh, you saw the warning signs really early with uh, being in the HBC, doing some work up there and, and, and sort of overhearing the stress and the worry of the, uh, the women's performances on the Challenger Series. Now that the uh, smoke has settled and uh, we've only got the one qualifier, mate, how did you see it playing out? Did they not listen to the Smith and bring in the mongrel? Yeah, I just think... Uh in Molly Picklam's case, we were just a couple of Radonicus face-slapping marathons away from a world tour berth. And I think she'll learn from that. And, um, you know, in, in the, I've heard whispers already she's ditched the massive entourage she was rolling with for a shovel and she's mixing mud down there Great. on a Wyong, uh, on a Wyong building site west of the Central Wonderful. Coast, sweating bullets. Uh, um, so I think she's well on her way to getting a bit of that fucking grid <laughs> that was, uh, you know, just so missing from that performance. As far as Dimity goes, uh, look, she just needs a bit more of that nihilistic reptilian energy in mm. her. You know, the kind that says, yeah, there's someone in my way, but uh, I'm going to stomp this maneuver. They're 
future health and prosperity mm. be damned. Mm. Um, she just needs a bit of that. And it doesn't come naturally and uh, fair play to her because... Mate, um, I, getting to see the rest of the world, Smithy, is really going to work for the women, the Aussie women who were on the Challenger Series this year because we've been in our bubble here. We haven't been travelling. Uh, we've seen videos. We've seen clips. A lot of it wave pool stuff of those, uh, you know, those those qualifiers, that, that younger generation. So getting to see it face-to-face, knowing that, you know, being the big fish in the little pond is, uh, is, means nothing when you get on the global stage. It's going to work for uh, our girls, and they're going to fucking bring it home in 2022 on the Changers. So uh, not too much fear here. And the last question, thanks so much for joining us on ATS Talkback. It's been a ripper, the Swillians stepping up, as always. Have a Merry Christmas out there, Swillians. Which lucky degenerate gets to ask... Some wisdom. It's going to be uh, probably one of our biggest contributors, Josh Windsor. Uh, always chirp, chirping up with uh, good questions. He says, after watching the new Beatles doco, Get Back, it got me thinking, who are the John, Paul, George and Ringo of the surf world, UTFS? Got a few thoughts here, Smitty, if I may. I've got Aussie Wright for John. Uh, creative, free-spirited, genius, goofball, minstrel, comedian, fucking fairly, you know, uh, exists in his own world. Separate to uh, the, the goings on of, of normal life. True, but but uh, I don't remember him ever beating his wife or um, you know, or being a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But uh, I mean, purely just on uh, if if you omit the flaws of of John Lennon's uh, you know the lesser known parts of his life, there's there's a lot of similarities there with Oz. Paul, uh, fairly nerdish, little bit uh, uptight at times, tries hard to be funny, isn't, but still a genius, none the same. Uh, all the same. Who, who have you got there? I sort of had uh, Kieran Perro or Ace Bucken. Ah, yeah. You know, still, bit... still charges. Yeah. Still gets it done in waves of Conaquence. Oh, totally. Sounds a bit goatish to me too. Goatish. Mm. Mm. Oh, fuck. That is goatish. George. Uh, soulful. Good looking. Sad eyes. Who have, you, who have you got for George? Contributes in a big way though in, in, in almost like a more cosmic realm. I had Torrin Martin or, or even Rob Machado for that one. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Asher Pacey, perhaps. Ooh, nice one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe even a, a Conor O'Leary. Ooh. You know. Okay. He's a, yeah. He's a handsome, soulful, uh, world tour journeyman, friendly character, incredible surfer. Um, he's yet to probably uh, reach the grand heights of the Beatles, mm. let's say. He's... um. Uh, he's potentially on a trajectory to get there, though, Vaughan. Let's see in the coming year. And then Ringo, Benji Weatherly. It just seemed like a, a good fit for me. Uh, Benji Weatherly, uh, Bucket Spreckles. Mm, yeah. Some kind of uh, simpleton uh, fucking... <laughs> is that what you're angry for? <laughs> just, just an eternal goofball. Just oh, a quip. Always operating sort of uh, slightly in the shadow of his more famous friends. Uh, no no disrespect to Benji, but uh, yeah, has his place. Has his place in surfing and... God love him for it. Uh, you know, fair enough, Vaughn. And to be honest, I'm uh, not any real authority on the Beatles and uh, the personalities behind it. I was much more of a uh, Monkees fan. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there's a great, uh, a great line from an old Beatles interview where, uh, you know, I think it was in their mop top phase. Superior music, Vaughn. What drugs were you on? Mate, well. The Monkees, they were I love the Monkees. I love the Monkees. But I've got to tell you this line, it's so good. It was... Uh, Mop top beetles and, um, you know, they, they'd all get surrounded by these giant media circuses whenever they'd land in a new country. And someone asked John, you know, oh, is, is Ringo the best drummer in the world? And John answers, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. 
<laughs> well played. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking 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 kidding me? You have got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?